And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity Radio, presented by Currency Husker Standout World Series champ. He is smiling with the Huskers win over Vandy today. Jabba Chamberlain. Jabba, what's going on, man? What a what a job by the boys today. Man, it was uh, start to finish. There was, uh, you know, coming into it, it's, you know, we left some runners on. And, you know, with a team like that, it's tough sometimes just because of the, the caliber of what it was. But, and it went out and kept us in the game, and the, and the boys put together great at bats, and you know, just all around, it was a, it was a full nine inning game, and it was uh, it was definitely a fun one to watch. Well, thirteen hits for the Big Red and uh, Will Bolton Company. Now a fourth consecutive win, holding Vandy to to just five hits, and Nebraska jumped out early, one nothing. Vandy answered as you got to the middle part and latter part of the innings. Nebraska down. Uh, to three to one, and then England's uh, blast was was big time, and uh, the Huskers are are all smiles. Jabba, speak to the 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 momentum a win like this can can have short term for a tournament like Nebraska's in in Minneapolis, but also long term when it comes to RPI implications and even regional discussions. I think it's huge on on every aspect. I mean, we can we can break down the game here in a little bit, but. Just to know coming in early after, you know, coming off uh, uh, a weekend where we got three wins and just carrying the momentum in and obviously Vanderbilt being Vandy. It's, it's one of those teams that no matter what, when you play them, it's, it's you know what you're going to get. I mean, Tim Corbin is Tim Corbin, and he, and he has his guys always ready to play. And, and to know that we can go out and compete, I mean, from top to bottom and, and put together a complete game and compete with a team like that is just, it's going to do nothing but give our guy the utmost, you know, obviously respect for a team like that. But you have to respect us, too, now at this point. And, you know, just to have that confidence going into it, to know that anytime you go out, you know, you, you have a chance to win. We're obviously going to be tested again on Sunday against Ole Miss. And they're playing Maryland right now. So it's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be a tough weekend. But I, I love these early weekends where you get tests and, you know, going into – a big month at home and, and having these tests is, is, is a great, great barometer of, of what this team can do and, and what they're capable of. Jabba Chamberlain's with his job. Let's, let's get into the game. And Nebraska, I'm sure behind closed doors, not pleased with the opening weekend. But I thought Will did a good job of accentuating the positive with how the offense was, was rolling. I mean, 327 is a team. And then again, 13 hits today. Give me a, a take on who impressed you at the dish today. There was, there was so many at-bats. I mean, obviously, Max going three for four. You know, we throw a couple sneaky doubles in. But then, you know, we just had, we had great at-bats. I mean, you're just – guys were grinding through at-bats. I mean, Bryce had a, had a tough day at the plate, but then comes out with a huge two-out hit late in the game to put us up 5-3 and – yeah, I just think the uh, the biggest thing, too, I think, throughout the entire game is, is the zeros we threw up after we got either tied or ahead. And, you know, it, it's going to go overlooked and maybe not by everybody, but that catch that Garrett has in left field with two outs, that allows us a chance to get to 3-3. Three to three. If not, then it's 5-1, to one, and, it, and that's a different ballgame. 
And that's sixth inning when he makes that catch, it allows us to get back in, and that's momentum. And he goes in, and he leaves off, he gets hit by a pitch, and it's just, you know, everybody did the little things right in this game to put us in that position, and it was just a fun all all around game to see from you know getting out of jams with a six four three and two out hits. Yeah, did we leave nine runners on? And, and you know that's tough sometimes, but at the end of the day, you, you find a way to win, and, and we definitely did that. Right on with uh, the situational moments in baseball. Uh, you got uh, Anglem solo blast, uh, a little insurance there. Uh, that double you touched on with my, with Bryce was was big, but. Will's comment after the game, our, our guys stayed in the fight. Spe- speak to that with the mentality you, you have to have as a ball player, as a competitor at this level. Well, I mean, it's, it's coming into it and, and staying in the fight. And I, I love that he said that because at the end of the day, you can, you can put your tail between your legs because you're facing Vanderbilt. But the boys didn't do that. I mean, they stepped up and you know, got an early lead, which I think is huge. I think it's huge just for momentum. Obviously, we knew that Vanderbilt wasn't going to lay down. Coming into the game, they've only had eight home runs, though. And that, that was one thing that uh, that kind of surprised me. And their leading guy has three. But, you know, coming into it, solo homers aren't going to kill you. I mean, they're not fun, but they're, they're not going to kill you. And you did a great job on the mound of, you know, there's a couple leadoff walks, but, but nothing like we've seen in the, in, the, in the early part of the season. And, you know, I just think staying in it and it's not getting down, knowing, you know, they hit those uh, two home runs and, you know, we go down a little bit, but they never gave up. And they, and they, knew, they knew that they could stay in the game. And they were out hitting them. We, I mean, Shea came in and did a fantastic job. Like I said, Emmett gave us a great start. And, but Shea to come in and, and do the things that he did and, you know, it was, it was just impressive, and they stayed in it, and they knew they had a chance to win, and and they believed in themselves. And I think, like we said earlier, it's, these early tests are awesome because it, it shows the character of your squad and 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 what you guys can do and and how how you do it. And you know, those two out hits and just adding insurance and just entrusting the process and going deep into counts and you know, it, it's when you get called to pinch hit and uh, you know, and you go in and and have a full count walk and, and just extend an inning. And that's that's what we did all day. Jabba Chamberlain with his reaction. Nebraska downing number seven, Vandy five to three in Minneapolis. And let's speak about the pitching for a moment, your expertise. Emmett Olson, Shea Shanneman, you, you've touched on it so far, but they were almost at their best today, making some critical pitches, getting some big time outs. What, what what can their ceiling be? What what does Emmett Olson, as we expand for the season, what what could his his uh, his ceiling be? And same with Shannon. Uh, you know how how good can he get as he navigates through? This is a monster confidence boost for both. I think it's huge. I mean, obviously Emmett coming in and, and you know preseason accolades and and so on and so forth, but. You know, coming in early, you get some out-of-conference games and you get a chance to play these these powerhouses and, and these names. And I think just being able to build on that and, and to know it's like, you know what, it's 60 feet, 6 inches no matter who we play. You know, it's just another team. It's just another name on the back of the jersey. It's just another game. And I think it's just to, to build off that. And, you know, to, to be that guy and to have 
you know, and, and we all say that Friday night attitude and you have to have a little bit of it and you have to know that you can go out there and beat anybody on any given day, no matter if they're number one in the country, or if they're number 100, you have to be pitched the same as they're a hundred as they are number one. But I think just the confidence boost and the aspect of knowing that he can do it and know he can go compete and have that and have that dog in and to, to get it done is is something that is, is just going to build and grow every game that, and every time he steps on the mound. And, you know, Shay to come in and, in that situation and, and throw up those, those numbers like he did, just mixing, you know, had a great fastball, had a little, had a little jump to it. And, you know, his breaking ball was really good. I mean, he threw it for strikes and, you know, he got some strikeouts with it. And it's just to be able to come in in that situation and, you know, throw up a zero. Like I said, some of the biggest innings is when we go score or tie a game to come back out and throw up a zero. And that just, you know, it stops their momentum. It continues ours. And, and we've seen how that played out for us in, in a five to three win. Well, Coach Bolt called Shannon the heartbeat and really uh, appreciative of, of how his his uh, closer came in, did his work, that super senior uh, being on point. And uh, Nebraska, a, uh, a shot in the arm with a, a, a statement win. And it's one of, another, of, of two opportunities this weekend, along with Hawaii tomorrow. So let's talk about uh, the rest of the weekend. We were discussing all week what success looked like. You got to at least go one and two. You've got a chance to uh, to, to go two and one or, or three and zero oh if things keep on rolling, and and then you, you get back to the friendly confines. Uh, as you look at the Big Ten early so far this season, I mean Iowa's had some impressive wins. Ohio State was uh, down in Arizona taking on TCU last weekend. Uh, is is a conference a little bit better through a couple weeks than maybe you thought, or were you kind of waiting to see how they'd respond with not a ton of national respect? Maryland's been about it, but there's been some some nice moments so far for the conference as a whole, and Nebraska uh, echoes that again today with the win over Vandy. Yeah, I think these these early these early tournaments and series and, and everything that, that we get to do being a northern school and, and try to get some warmer weather and get the boys outside. As, as a whole, we, you know, everybody thinks the Big Ten is, you know, it's been Maryland and Michigan have been really kind of the talk of the last few years. But, you know, I think it's just the opportunity to showcase what the Big Ten is because when you get these chances to play these teams and to show – you know, and it's not necessarily going out and, and beating, but it's also going out and competing and see the caliber of talent that is in the Big Ten. And, you know, hopefully it opens up some eyes. And, and, and I think, you know, early on just projections of, you know, and, and projections are projections. We all know how we feel about those. But <laughs> it's one of those things where if you just look at it and you just look at the surface and they'll see the Big Ten, but now – you kind of look at it and you've seen some wins that, that these Big Ten schools are getting over some SEC teams and, and things of that nature. And, and I think that they have to understand that there is talent here. There, there's talent everywhere. And we've shown that and we've shown the ability in the Big Ten to win big games. And I think it's just it's going to make, it's going to make the conference a fun conference to watch and to see – just the parity and, and just the, the nature of the competitiveness between all these teams because 
they're all cumulatively coming into some some big wins that is going to engage them and understand that's like, hey, we're you know we we're a team. Like this is this is something that we can build on and get better and take the momentum and continue to build it and go into the Big Ten season. And you know it's once you get home and, and get into that conference, you know things get going. It's quick. You got you got to have short term memory and everything like that. But I love these early early tournaments where you get a face in teams that you most likely wouldn't get a face until you get to the postseason and kind of have a good judge on uh, the ability and, and the the level and, and what the team can be and should be and has shown so far. Jabba Chamberlain with us, Hale Varsity Radio, Nebraska over Vandy today. Husker baseball off to a great start in Minneapolis. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. A few more minutes, wrap it up. Jabba Chamberlain with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, Nebraska over Vandy today, five to three in Minneapolis. So, in your career, was there a, a spot or a stop on the road that had somebody comparable to the Vandy Whistler? We didn't have any of that. We, we maybe had maybe a yeller. The only the only one that I could ever think of is when we played. In conference, when we were in the Big 12, was Texas Tech. They were called the Tech Hecklers, and they knew everything about you. But that was that was interesting because they they would say stuff that you probably didn't know about your own family. So it, it was kind of entertaining. I, but we we never had the Whistler, so um, I'm, I'm thankful for that. I mean, when we watch Vandy games on on TV, sometimes I have to mute it and uh, and just watch the game. <laughs> so, did you have? A response for the tech hecklers. Oh, you know it's so funny when when fans and stuff they you know they heckle you they give you, they give you trash they give you whatever. But when they give something creative, I always turn around and is like that was a good one. And then they get so shell shocked because you actually responded. And my favorite is is like they'll just be wearing you out like you stink you don't deserve this and then they'll turn around and start talking to them. And then they're like, no, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. I was just, I was just talking to you. They just don't ever accept, like, hey, we're human beings. Like, we don't, we don't come to your office and throw staples at you. Like, come on, it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> so it's, it's always entertaining to, uh, to entertain them. And they get sometimes shocked. So it's pretty fun to play with them. Who got heckled the most uh, when you were in New York? Which one of your teammates? Uh, I mean, everybody. And, but it's one of those things where – I always and it's a Pedro quote, and Pedro Martinez says they don't boo nobody. <laughs> so when you're getting heckled and you're getting booed, it means you must be doing something. That's fair. I mean, everybody. It's like you don't even have to be good, and if you put pinstripes on, there were some guys that didn't even play, and they'd be getting booed, and you know we'd be in the outfield for BP, and one of the young kids, he's like. I have like three days in the big leagues. You don't even know me. And it's just like, just because you put the uniform on, people boo you. So it's, I love the fans. They are fantastic. They, I, I love the fact that just, you know, just to interact with them. And, you know, if they come up with something creative, I love to turn around and be like, man, you know what? That was fantastic. Like that, I laughed. That was a good one. What's the, uh, the most creative Boston fan ever got after you with? Uh, I mean, I got hit with a battery, if that's creative. Oh, my Lord. 
<laughs> as far as anything else, uh, no. I mean, in Boston, when I got uh, when I went to Detroit, Torrey Hunter was playing right field, and I came out in the fourth inning with Joe Nathan, and they started chanting "Yankee suck," <laughs> and Torrey Hunter turns around and walks to the crowd and he goes. You guys are idiots. He doesn't even play for New York anymore. And that's just, that's the stigma of what it goes. Like, I was in a Detroit uniform, and they started chanting that. So, it was a good laugh from everybody. But, yeah, there was always, there was always a little extra security when I was in the bullpen. So, it, it, it made it interesting. Where'd the battery get you? Like, in the back, because you're, you're so close to the fans at Fenway. And I was just taking a break in between pitches. And, yeah, it just got me, like, right above my number. How was the velocity? Uh, thank God it wasn't a D battery. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Java Chamberlain with us. Husker, great World Series champ. Huskers take down Vandy today. Job, a lot of fun, man. We'll do this again. Thanks for a few minutes. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Good to talk with Jabba Chamberlain. And, I mean, he's got stories upon stories upon stories of of fans i think toronto and apologies to any labat blue lovers out there but toronto just got after it because their ball club wasn't good when he was playing the blue jays when he was with the yankees so they'd pour beer on him he got beard in in fenway you being a cub guy did you spend most of your 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 cub experiences did you do bleachers or were you along first or third base well when i was younger we would just do in the main grandstand just because my parents didn't want to take a kid into the bleachers but <laughs> not that the bleachers are like child protective may yeah, frown like, on that that's, that's for you know people my age now right yeah. so in, and up so i mean i have sat in the bleachers before um there was are you a heckler or do you just do you, are you do you well, Just mind your own business. If you ask the people around me at the Husker basketball games the past month, they would say yes, I am. But so, <laughs> so you have dove into that life. It is. I have because it's funny for me, especially during college basketball season, just because of how old some of the players are because of the your age. years and everything. And um, I do remember this one time though. I was at a Cub game for one of my friend's birthdays, and we were in right field. And Alfonso Soriano was still on the Cubs, if you remember that yeah. mm-hmm. that name. And home run or strikeout? Well, I, I don't remember what his offensive performance was like, probably because it was forgettable. But he was in the field, and this dude, he was secretly a Reds fan, but he had a Cubs jacket on over his Reds jersey, and he was yelling at Alfonso Soriano the entire game. And then finally, somebody turned around and was like, you're literally a Cubs fan. Why are you yelling at him? And then he unzips the jacket, and he's got the Reds jersey. The great on reveal. It was unbelievable. Like people legitimately got mad at him, but that's like the biggest probably heckler story I have from Wrigley specifically. That's fair. I mean, pretty good one. I, I can only imagine between Cubs and Cards, it, oh, yeah. it, it would get heated. And the, the Vandy Whistler is infamous. Is the best way to put it. And uh, his trips to the CWS and Vandy fans are great, and all you know, Ole Miss fans. And then there was the uh, hurt at posting of the the Jello Shot Challenge, yes, which was iconic last year and will be resurrected again this year. But I, I never really, I mean, as, as a kid or even in the stands, I'd be loud during free throws, and it never worked. 
so did you do research on players? Well, I didn't have to because I already knew, like, okay, for instance, I would pick out one guy from a team. And with, this started actually with the Wisconsin game with Tyler Wall. You're the reason they won against Wisconsin. Yeah. You're heckles. Obviously. <laughs> it was Tyler Wall and it was um, Stephen Crowell. And I've got a buddy who goes to Wisconsin, so that made it even funnier because I was telling him about it. But every time Tyler Wall got the basketball, I would just scream his first name. And then my buddy would scream Stephen Crowell's first name every time he got the basketball. So it's nothing menacing. It's just something random. Whenever they touch the ball, it's vocal they got to hear you. And I think that's just kind of the funny part about it. And I'm, people were laughing around us. So it was received well. I wasn't trying to be like an a-hole or anything. It was just something <laughs> funny. Well, the, uh, the, the research that was done on some of those Duke teams with Christian Leitner, folks would, would get very, very personal. I mean, there literally is a documentary called I Hate Christian No, I know, Leitner. but like they'd, they'd find out information on girlfriend, they'd mm-hmm. put rumors out there, this is pre-internet, there were phone numbers. It's always wow. funny to hear, too, where the, the room number would get leaked out and folks would be calling. Oh, no. I think Miami would call up Oklahoma or Penn State during either the Fiesta Bowl or the Orange Bowls. This was off the U, where they called the opposing quarterback and pretty much threatened what they were going to do to him <laughs> 12 hours from now during kickoff. So that was uh, that was pretty funny. It's all I, I never, yeah, I never got nasty. Uh, no run our test moments, thank the Lord. <laughs> we'll wind down hour one. Hail Varsity continues, presented by Currency.